0: To the Dillweed Society film podcast. My name is Max and my favorite movie is The Sound of Metal.
1: My name is Isabella and my favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Is Sound of Metal really one of your favorites?
0: I really liked that movie. I've only seen it once, but I remember really enjoying it.
1: I really like modern movies that play with silence.
0: Yeah, like the movie that came out this year. Inside.
1: Oh, well, is that going to be your recommendation? Maybe we should save that.
0: Yeah, maybe I should save it.
1: Um, so in this, welcome back. First off, it's been a minute. It's been like half a year, um, maybe like a couple months, because our last one was in like March. Right. But we we had our little break. I was about to say seance. <laughs> what was yeah, I trying to say? Sequester. That's what not, am I trying to say? I
0: mean, maybe that we I had like, our, our uh We had a soiree.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> that, that works, sure. <laughs> Um, no, for the one. first half of the year, because the Lee season kind of has to like ramp up as we get to like, sabbatical, the actual season, sabbatical, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are back, we're kind of gonna go over just some movies that have come out recently, maybe. And then the main movie we're gonna talk about is Guardians of the Galaxy volume, volume three, kind of going back to our roots with Marvel. Is that but, our roots? Yeah. Well, we remember when we started the podcast and we had like a million Marvel, because that's all that comes out in like the summertime. Right, it's we not started it. Like, it's not made for awards. Too. Like Marvel movies aren't made for like to get awards, um, and so award season, like you see a lot of great movies come out later, like in November, December, time. Anyway, that's my theory. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about that, but <laughs> first, first we kind of want to go over. Just, like, what we've been seeing recently. So, Max, what, what what have you been seeing recently?
0: Yeah, I guess I've been watching uh, a lot of movies. I think the first movie I saw after this, after the awards season, was the movie Inside with Willem Dafoe. Not Defoe. the Bo
1: Burnham, not the Bo Burnham thing, right?
0: No, although I have seen that one uh, twice. True. But, yeah, Inside with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's Inside. He's like the only actor in it i think and like maybe two other actors that was uh pretty good but i've been sort of watching like a number of films none of which really have touched me yet this year in any like huge mm. way um because it's like just after award season it's none of none of the like great movies come out right then
1: yeah there's like a lot that i'm looking forward to i did see i mean i saw the john Mulaney special <laughs> that's kind of a movie we should have oh, like a we should have an impermanent category for like stand-ups.
0: Well, only if uh, there's a lot of stand-ups this year. Only
1: if there's a lot of stand-ups, but I really liked I was wary about that one and it started off rough and then I was like cackling. By the yeah,
0: end. I liked that one. He's very talented as a comedian.
1: You know every comedian. No no there's no good comedian and that's the conclusion. Like even when he was like even when he was like in his beginning
0: No good celebrities period. I was like
1: well I think there's a few that like you know like John what is his name? Michael Rappaport is pretty nice. No I think you know, a lot of like Michael just Shannon's chill. really nice. My Okay. Well we I actually had to take down that podcast. What for? Because um mom texted me and she was like take down for disclosed reasons.
0: The the cancel culture comes for us finally.
1: <laughs> there's like a couple f tier celebrities but i know like all i'm trying to say people. is
0: like every celebrity's public persona is like pretty much totally unrelated to who they are actually
1: sure speaking of celebrities personas i watched cocaine bear oh which Wh- i love which, one,
0: which celebrity I, is that i don't know i was trying the to bear? think of
1: well it has like it has like what's his name ice cube son right is that right
0: it has ice cube son in it
1: and it has yeah, what's his name? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Okay, and it has character actress Margot Martindale. It's got Ray Liotta. I think it's Ray Liotta's last film.
0: Wow, it's cocaine in Peace, Ray Liotta. That's Rest so fitting piece. as the last movie for him.
1: Yeah, they also got like Carrie Russell. They got that guy from a what's that guy from Modern Family, the gay guy, except he's not gay in this. And then they also Wait, which, got... Wait,
0: which one? There's two. The, the red-headed one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they also got the young girl from the Florida Project, which I was like, I was trying to place her, because I watched it at Benji's Drive-In Theater, mm-hmm. and which was a scary place to watch that movie, because I just kept picturing a bear coming out of the woods wreaking havoc. It's oh a it's a It's a funny movie. It's a wacky movie. I really liked Cooking a Bear
0: what a wild ride
1: what a ride
0: oh i saw uh mafia mama that was that was really bad that was such a stinking
1: what on earth is that
0: no i watched it because tony collette is the main character and she's like she plays uh, a good mom she's like a mom and she gets divorced and her son moves off to college and then she finds out that her family is like the the mafia in italy and so she travels back to italy and like she becomes the donna of the of the mafia that sounds
1: like a fun ride.
0: I know that's why I went and saw it, but actually, it was kind of, it was kind of actually not enjoyable. Like it wasn't even campy, enjoyable. It was just like, not, a good time.
1: Damn, I feel like it's it's that season. It's the season of.
0: What's he, What's movies. it? The season? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's you know what I find interesting is. Like I don't know. I feel like there were a lot more like crappy like, movies that got nominated for thing like the hangover was one it was like I don't know, like Ted there's just like broy movies or like even Chick flicks and rom coms are kind of in a slump. I feel like I can see the rise of them though.
0: Rom coms are, are kinda of back though. They're in a yeah. they're in a like two month slump, but like overall they're way back from where they were ten years ago. That's true.
1: Yeah. And it'll be like another 10 years for the Broey movies to be back. I don't know. I think I think a lot about like trend cycles in terms of fashion. Yeah. But I don't so much in terms of movies. So it's an interesting uh, thing.
0: Have you seen any movies this year that you were like, like that you're happy about?
1: Cocaine Bear. I saw John Wick, but I fell asleep during it. It's so long. Yeah. I literally, I tried to like, I chugged an energy drink right before because it was late at night yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm not going to fall asleep. And then, you know what? It's just really easy to fall asleep in a theater. They are. I also confident. saw, <laughs> I also saw Girl Blunt, which is Clemmie's short film. I actually wrote my final essay on um, that film for who? my black femme course. Clemmie? Clemmie, Clementine Narcissus. Like she was the one who inspired me to start doing this like video like compilation edits oh basically like fancy fan cams but with more of a direction and
0: Hold then on. actually a funny
1: thing about that i reviewed girl blunt and i was like Might just read my final about this because i was literally like sp- i had to write it all in one day because you know <sighs> me and she responded she liked that po- that review and she responded i'm ca- i have i mean i have also messaged her on twitter before but
0: yeah
1: i, I don't know i think she's an interesting filmmaker.
0: Oh, oh! are there any movies that you've, like, read about in the past couple of months that you are, like, excited about or dreading that are coming out this year?
1: Oh, dreading? Well, obviously Barbie and Oppenheimer.
0: Barbie and Oppenheimer? Are, like, the main
1: two. Yeah, this, those are the two that people are talking about because it's, like, they come out on the same day. I'm sure everyone has heard, like, everything about them. Yeah. It's Christopher Nolan's new film and Greta Gerwig's new film. So it's, like, yeah. the film girls and the film bros, same day.
0: They're all coming. I'm together. I'm
1: going to a double feature, baby. Like yeah, I'm just too. I'm I don't know. Probably on the premiere day. I'm sure it's going to be like sold out though.
0: Yeah. Are you going to do the thing where you sneak at, where you leave the the first movie and then you hang out in the lobby and then you just walk into the second movie?
1: I don't even think there'll be a seat. Like I think you'll have to like buy the seat.
0: Yeah, that's probably. Like the
1: case. I think they're going to be stacked. Another another one that the trailer just came out for. Have you heard about bottoms
0: Yeah. No. Is that like this year's Fire Island?
1: It's got Rachel Sennett and uh like a bunch of other teen-ish actors, and it's like set in like the eighties.
0: Whoa. And Some it's of the producers about these of two pitch perfect and cocaine bear. And
1: cocaine bear, yes. And and it's it's about these two like gay girls who start a fight club because they think it'll get a, get all the girls to like be closer to them (laughs) and like if you watch the trailer it's insane
0: you think that's you think that's a little problematic like in 10 years we're gonna look back at it and be like hey maybe this was perpetuating maybe it will be but i don't don't care
1: i mean i also i love rachel senate i will watch anything
0: that she is in
1: the entire thing though like it's not genuine like if you watch the trailer you'll get the vibe it's like so made by gay people for gay people like it's Mm. that kind of vibe Mm. you know Speaking of Pride Month.
0: Speaking of Pride Month, I am really dreading the Wonka movie.
1: Oh, when is that coming out?
0: That's coming out this year. Um It's no Timothee Chalamet as young Willy Wonka. I'm Get gonna ready. watch it. It's Wonka I'm Watch. I'm gonna watch it. It's coming out on December 15th, so it's gonna be a while. Oh, But all God. of the screen, it's already all been filmed, right? And all of the, like, images of him, he looks like... Yeah. I, I don't know. It just looks like... Maybe I'll like it. But as it is right now, I look at it and... Like, silly, but it tries to take itself serious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here, look I at don't... this. Look at his paper mache ass hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does, does got, he look like that? It's a little that? veiny. <laughs> ew.
1: Ew. Why does it look like that? You know? With each Willy Wonka thing, we get a new understanding of him. The the man. Yes. I'm talking about him as if he exists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're biopics like, at this point. Who's yeah, the real know. Willy Wonka?
1: I think Gene Wilder. Well, you know what I actually think? I think it's the illustrations that were in the Roald Doll original book. But to me, it's a mix between that and Gene Wilder. Because like Gene Wilder's a little stoic even. Like Like, I was talking to Nick about it the other day, because he loves the Tim Burton one. And he was like, yeah, I just feel like if you were a guy who's just been surrounded by Oompa Loompas for the past (laughs) however many years, like, you're going to be a little weird. Like, you're going to, like, say some weird shit. So, that's why he doesn't like the Jane. But to me, I don't know, there's something so, like, it's, it's that constant battle between is it a sweet story or is it a horror film? He's he's killing off children, so I don't know, <laughs> but to me it's a sweet story, because it's mainly about Charlie, and like it's through like a kid's perspective almost.
0: Yeah, it's never sp- like played out as a horror film. It's played out like a number of um, Grimm's fairy tales, right? Yeah, like all the other characters are just fairy tale characters, and yeah. I think that that's like a very Roald doll thing to do, though.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he wrote horror stories too. You know those people who you're like, they look British, but they're not?
0: Yeah, like Timothy Chalamet.
1: Yeah, Timothy Chalamet's one. And then there's people who look American. And but they're, they're not. not. Like Christian Bale.
0: Like Christian Bale. Yes.
1: Christian Bale. And then you got a whole load of Canada people.
0: That can go both ways. Like the flag behind you.
1: <laughs> Pride Month. <laughs> Pride Month. And then. <laughs> um. Anyway, we got some beef with Canada right now.
0: It's, it's literally, like, red. The sky is red right now where I am. Is that, is that the case? Really?
1: Not yet here. Oh, my gosh. Nick is in Alexandria right now. But at his work today, his boss had to leave because he was coughing. And I guess he works with a lot of old people, but, like, scary. Yeah, yeah, I saw it all today. It's been getting hazier over here. And the sun this morning, when I woke up at, like, 7, it was, like, red. I don't know. Everyone's, like, talking about how this is the apocalypse. On the one hand, this is the first time that it's really happened on the East Coast. On the second hand, this happens on the West Coast every single year. So it's, like, maybe it's just because it's happened to people on the East Coast that people are kind of, like, finally paying attention to it. But, like, Jesus. It's been happening every year.
0: Yeah, but now maybe the people who live in New York and D.C. might actually care about climate change, you know?
1: But... On on the third hand,
0: (laughs) like, on the third
1: third hand, hand? hand, all I see is videos of New York, like New York and maybe New Jersey. How is Canada doing? Like, what is it like in Canada? Like, we don't even have the fire. We don't even have the fire. Are they okay?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't
1: know. Are we (laughs) ready to talk about...
0: (laughs) What movie are we talking about today?
1: Oh, I'm talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah,
0: Guardians we of the are, Galaxy Volume Three.
1: Uh, assuredly and categorically not Marvel fans, but let me just give you a little spoiler warning. I cried like three times, sobbing during this movie. So, I think we had very different opinions. Max, what was your initial?
0: Opinion um, of this? I also cried a couple times during this movie, but I would say I did not like it.
1: Mm.
0: You yeah. know. I uh, I thought actually, that there were a lot of redeemable traits about it, but in general, like I came out of it at the end feeling like the resolution to the entire film was like really disappointing and actually made me like the rest of the film less. Mm. So,
1: so, if you've been living under a rock, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the finale to the trilogy of Guardians of the Galaxy, which started when did it start like 2013 or something? <gasps>
0: Yeah, that's a really good question, because it kind of defined, like, Marvel humor. It was the original perfection of Joss Whedon humor, you know? Oh, yeah, 2014.
1: 2014.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) so it
1: was, like, the first, like, ensemble superhero film that that really, like, popped off, I think. Um, And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it's basically, well, let me read the synopsis, even though you probably already know what it's about, because it's a Marvel film. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of G- Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own. A mission that, if not completely successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of Guardians as we know them. That is supposed to be one sentence, but it's not. That
0: was there's split no, up into
1: two sentences. There's no period in the There's a period after their own. And then it says, a mission that, if not... Like, they're talking about... Am I going crazy? A mission that I think the that makes it not a sentence anyway
0: it's it wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a dependent a clause that. in there.
1: All right, our father is an English teacher, okay, so one thing that I kind of had to catch on to that i that is part of like with the Marvel Universe, like the Marvel like setup to everything that they make now, is everything is interconnected.
0: And so what I didn't
1: realize, I hadn't watched the second Guardians of the Galaxy film in a long time. Like, it's been years since I've seen the first or second. And um, I was like, oh, maybe I missed something. Like, what happened to Gamora? I guess she's dead but came back to life. I didn't realize that happened in another thing. Because I I don't keep up to date with Marvel. Um, So that was something that I, like... I was like, okay. I mean, I understand... But you're making me feel left out, like you that which is their goal, because they want you to watch more shit. But, like, it didn't need to happen like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could have been more self-contained, I think. Did you see either of the Infinity War movies?
1: You mean Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah. I never saw Endgame. I knew it happened.
0: She I does in Infinity War, remember? Because Thanos throws her off a cliff.
1: Okay. I... D- they all melt together. I yeah,
0: don't know. they all kind of. I know
1: there was a t- like a people were frozen in time or something.
0: Oh yeah, they were all yeah, kinda.
1: And then like lost years of like uh, like in the blip or whatever they call it.
0: Those were like the last of the of the like Marvel the films that I really paid attention to. <laughs> yeah. Like we we did podcasts on the Thor movie and the other movie last summer, the Doctor Strange one. But all yeah. of them, I like like, they they feel like what's the point of it all you know
1: going in i had no opinion you know but then like as i started watching it like um, kind of immediately from the jump i was like oh yeah guardians of the galaxy was like one of my favorite movies like when i first watched it when i was like 14 years old or something just because it was like so they incorporated it was that was a big like jump with like incorporating famous music in films in like superhero films
0: yeah like a because it's
1: tied to the story and time. like it makes sense because of who peter quill is whereas like now they do that with every single like marvel thing or like any major trailer that you see will have like some like 80s song or like 90s like throwback song right. even i don't know but it yeah i feel like it all stems from guardian the first guardians
0: it had a huge effect I do wonder, like, if we, if we go back in time and, or if we go back and we, like, look at it now, do you th- it might be stale. There- I actually
1: watched it, right? Like, the night after I saw it, yeah. after I saw the third one, I went back and watched the first, and it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. That's good. Like, just as movies go, I'm a type of movie person who, like, if it's just, if it's just supposed to be fun, I'll probably have fun, because that's what it's supposed to do, but... Like, Cocaine Bear, you know? If you look into it deeply, there's nothing. But it was fun.
0: You don't think there's anything in Cocaine Bear if you look into it deeply?
1: I mean, you could. I'm, I could do that with any movie. I know. But it's not really worth it. Because, like, yeah, the point like, is to have fun. It doesn't
0: take care of... It doesn't think of itself that way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't don't feed cocaine to a bear. Or do. <laughs>
0: I won't feed any cocaine to a bear for multiple reasons.
1: One of my goals, sorry that we we're back on Cocaine Bear, this is kind of a merging podcast. One of my all-time goals, like on my bucket list, is to see a bear. Now, mind you, I've been listening to this podcast, Tooth and Claw, a little shout out. It's really great, it's about animal attacks, but the main guy, Wes, yeah. was his last name? I don't know. Wildlife biologist, works in Yellowstone, works with bears, like, a lot. Grizzlies mostly i think black bears sometimes but <laughs> so i've been learning a lot about bears and like remember that time that we were like every time we went on a road trip when we were young we'd always look at or at least i would look out the window and be like searching for bears because we had never seen one in the wild and then when we went to when we went to yellowstone we were searching like extra hard sorry as a cat okay i just let you in now you want out this is like having a child i swear Okay. Stop screaming.
0: I can't hear the cat. Oh.
1: I think my phone can, though. I don't want to. Well, he does this thing on the door where he tries to open it. Anyway. So we were in Yellowstone, and we are like, super, super searching for this bear, and then we leave and read on the news the next day that a guy, like a park ranger, died via bear attack. (gasps) which Which is probably one of the worst ways to die. Because you're gonna to be torn to shreds. One of the one of the things that people like most remark on in bear attacks is the scent of their breasts. It's like the worst scent that you've ever 'cause they're they all they eat is like well if you're if it's a grizzly. Mostly what they eat is just meat, like rotten meat. It doesn't have to be rotten anyway. Oh gross. Um so stay away from bears. Always fight back. No matter if it's a grizzly or well, actually yeah, if, if, if Grizzly's, like, on you, fight back. I'm talking, like, I'm a biologist. Just listen to the podcast, Tooth and Claw, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey. That's uh, my little advertisement
0: for today. So, we're talking about cocaine bear, but, right, like, speaking of animal abuse, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 3 is there all about animal abuse, right? Oh,
1: my lord. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. That was the best part of the movie. I mean, was it the best part of the movie? Okay, that was the most, like interesting like yeah i agree with plot you. wise
0: yeah and it was like i don't know i had always found i had always found rocket's like emotional like hang-ups to be one of the best parts of guardians of the galaxy oh yeah you know yeah because like, you're
1: like what is what is that about like what is what is his backstory
0: right and he seems he has all of these like emotional blocks that's like wow i would really love to listen to this person go to therapy yeah um, you know yeah um and like this this movie really explores them in a very human way and i thought it was it was awesome so he is the product of uh like animal experimentation and so there's this like body horror part of it where like he's like learns to talk walk on two legs and talk and stuff and he like lives in a cage he won't talk to anybody about it because he's sort of ashamed of being a raccoon and he's also ashamed of having not been able to like be conscious before like that's frightening to him
1: and not being able to save his friends because he was in there with like other experiments like him yeah right
0: and so he can't talk about it because he he still feels like tons of shame uh and like trauma about it yeah and that's like the it's it's only when he's really forced to confront it that like all of this emotion that's been blocked up comes to a head and that's what like all of the moments that were like so emotional for me that were like the best part of the film were all were all those where like it's impossible for him to stop himself from like thinking about the things that he's been avoiding for his whole life yeah
1: i found that all very compelling it was also i know a lot of like parents who like take their kids to movies like complained about how gory this movie was and then i watched it i was like oh how gory could it be like it's more psychological terror because they're showing animal abuse like it is like super hard to watch and that's why i cried like a lot of the time um because like they they kill like his friends in front of him
0: and they're all like voice acted by children too
1: children yeah 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 yeah. okay so what did you think of the main villain who was trying to create this like utopia
0: (sighs) i mean it has it's the constant marvel problem where it's like oh this person has an interesting like idea for how to make the world better but then they just like kill random people as like a side hobby you know um i did feel like that was that was something that this movie made me think of was like to what extent might he actually speak to the main character's desires um and i don't think that that gets taken up in the film at all uh like he doesn't he doesn't tell the main characters or show the main characters something about themselves in any way
1: what do you mean because i feel like the main connection was his relationship with rocket
0: right right
1: in the beginning Um, And, and they had quite a bond and then he like Got corrupted with power and just kept trying for a perfect society and then was killed... Was it a corruption? I feel like there's also weird things about, like, animal testing. Yeah. Because he tests, like, his potential planet with animals because that's easier. I don't know. It was a lot of weird stuff because he was from Earth as well, right? Like, why were they no, all based on Earthly societies? He visited societies? Earth, he, he visited oh, he Earth visited and Earth. he's like,
0: this is utopia.
1: <laughs> but not perfect.
0: It's it's like an imperfect utopia, and, yeah, so, and so if I can just change create... it, I can make like a perfect world.
1: Yeah, but then like his animals started like dealing drugs. I guess
0: it's like they just. And he was like, "This
1: is not perfect."
0: They reproduce the the world as it was on Earth, um, but part of me is yeah. like, so he says, like they're they're only able to memorize things, so that all they can do is just go through the motions of like, uh, being an earthling and they can't they can't actually like be creative
1: oh yeah he did say that yeah because of the music thing right he was like the one thing that we don't have is like art which creates humanity
0: yeah and he's like rocket was the only one that could actually create anything that was actually like creative was able Mm. to like know new things and i that makes me think like what is it what is even the value of of creating a perfect world like what is what does he want out of that
1: I think it's mainly just a revenge film. That's how yeah. I saw it. Like, I kept to Rocket is getting more. revenge on this guy. I
0: guess the thing that, that it made me think of was, like, superheroes are also trying to make a perfect world, right? And so how does... That's, that's Not why... Not necessarily. Aren't they trying to make the world better, right?
1: By killing people who are killing other people.
0: Right, exactly. So that's,
1: then they should kill themselves.
0: The... It, The ending of this movie, they're like, oh, it's awful that he's creating all these people that are like, you know, uh, they're they're enslaved. He's like genetically breeding these like animals that are going to fight for him. Um, And then they're just like, oh, I guess we walked into a hallway full of them. Let's murder like 150 people, animals that have been that are like people brained. When? The ones guarding him? The ones yeah, the ones guarding him.
1: Oh. No, but in the end they saved like a bunch of them. They only had to kill them to try and save Rocket. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it is a little messy. But then at the end end, when they're like when they get everyone off of the ship and onto nowhere. Nowhere. I don't know. They were like, oh, we're gonna create a perfect society here with like these thousands of new children and also how did what's his name gronk what's his name the wrestler Wh- which one D- dave batista's character was oh name? oh
0: drax. What is this? drax
1: um how does he know <laughs> gronk how does he know their language like I, that just came out of
0: nowhere i don't know they're also not even, when how do they learn a language period they're they're synthetic beings
1: Yeah, especially when Mantis can understand any language. But she specifically was like, oh, I've never heard this language, I can't understand it. And then all of a sudden, Gronk is like, I know, I can understand, speaks. Drax is like, I know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, what the heck?
1: I just feel like there's a lot of plot holes. It was more about, like, the emotional ending to the trilogy,
0: I think. But as an emotional ending to the trilogy, it failed. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we got to the end of it and it's like uh, I guess Peter Quill like decided that he he can't and so he leaves right um, yeah I cried was... when
1: he met his father I grandfather. Did. I cried grandfather you know something that I always forget what's that Bradley Cooper is Rocket
0: yeah
1: that just in my brain it doesn't it doesn't compute it doesn't work also, speaking of names and Rocket, I didn't realize his name was a pun of Rocky Raccoon. You didn't? No. I was like, okay, so when he signs his name as Rocket Raccoon at the end... You're like... I was like, okay, alright.
0: That's, that's the reveal. Right. The, whole, the entire trilogy has been revealing... A
1: lead-up, yeah.
0: Yeah, a lead-up to a big Beatles pun. It's
1: a great song. I like the, um what's that what's that band called funky funk funky something something funk
0: oh and yeah funk. new funk
1: new funk new funk
0: is the album uh, uh, scary pockets is the band scary
1: pockets i like their version of rocky
0: raccoon yeah they performed in dc like a month ago
1: <gasps> did you go
0: no i didn't go oh i found Enter. out like two days after the performance
1: will poulter oh yeah okay let's talk about eyebrows Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Eyebrows, because I thought his performance in this was quite funny.
0: It was. I had
1: to, like, kind of remember the, like, the gold people thing that happened in, like, the second movie, I think. I always love Eyebrows.
0: Me, too. I think he's he's great in everything. Narnia? Narnia. That was his first big break. Captain Ibrows. I need to
1: rewatch. I need to rewatch that.
0: He's in Midsummer.
1: He was in Midsummer. Um, he was in...
0: He's in The Revenant? The
1: Revenant?
0: I don't remember that. I've seen, I've never seen the movie We're the Millers. I get told to watch that a lot.
1: Oh, Oh, I I also haven't seen it. It's got Ted Lasso in it. Is that Ted Lasso?
0: Uh, yeah, it is. That's Ted Lasso. Yeah. Of Ted Lasso fame. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I haven't seen any
1: of these other movies. I kinda... Gotta love him.
0: Side tangent, I kinda get turned off by Ted Lasso. I kind of don't oh, like yeah. it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. The fact that Jason Sudeikis doesn't have that accent, but he plays this character that, like...
1: What accent?
0: The, like, the middle America Southern accent, and he's playing this character that, like, I don't know, like, fetishizes, like, positive traits associated with, like, Southerners, like, their their courteousness and um, their, like, friendliness. Like, those yeah. are all great, and I think that that's why, what a lot of people like about it. But it just feels, like, wrong that he's playing this character... And, like, pandering to this, like, very, I don't know. He's
1: cosplaying um, as Southern.
0: He's cosplaying as Southern, and I don't know if I like it, because, like, who are the people who are enjoying Ted Lasso, you know? Uh, are yeah. All the people I it's know like on the East Coast, people. they don't have, they're, like, imagining this guy. I don't I know. I feel like it's, it's like, like, imagining, a fantasy. like,
1: white picket fence type. I don't know. It's, like, this whole
0: fantasy world, you know?
1: I literally don't know anything about it. Maybe soccer has to do with it.
0: I'm currently watching Ted Lasso, and, like, it's not a bad show. It's a good show, you know? Um, obviously, yeah. Obviously, like, it's, it's very much, like, a feel-good show, which means that it panders to, like, the things that make mass audiences feel good today. Right. Um, is it you know, a comedy? S- yeah, it's a comedy.
1: See, I think—I feel like you can have comedies that, like, are feel-good, but also have depth.
0: It's a dramedy. You know, it's, a, like, his wife is breaking up with him and stuff. And they're, okay. like, you know, they don't love each other anymore, even though they, they still care about each other. And, like, I think a lot okay. of it is, the first season at least, is about, like, relationships. Um,
1: okay.
0: That's not to say it's a bad show. Just, like, sometimes I think about it and I'm, like, what's going on here? Like, what is going on in the minds of the people who watch this show? And, like, yeah. I even, like, in my own enjoyment of it, like, I don't understand why why did he have to be, uh, like, and a new yorker playing a southern accent guy you know
1: yeah
0: i'm curious i'm curious it's not even a criticism
1: okay i do wait hold on do we have any other thoughts on guardians of the galaxy (laughs) um
0: oh yeah just all the the violence at the end um it's a lot and it was also like it was unclear to me that it was actually worthwhile
1: yeah yeah
0: you know like it was so like just like the mass slaughter of all of these people who have been abused and created by this father who hates them. It was, it was hard for me to get behind.
1: Yeah, when they're trying to save these, it's like that one group is like superior to another. It's like.
0: The white haired humanoids, they're like the good ones.
1: Right. What's that about? Yeah. James Gunn, why do you like white hair? But also, like, <laughs> he has the, the, f- the fake out death again. Like I was like I was crying in anticipation that he was gonna die, and I was like, you know what, that'll do. Like, you know what, Chris Pratt needs to be out of Marvel. Chris Pratt needs to be out of movies. Uh, that's okay. You don't like me. Chris
0: Pratt. I also don't really like Chris Pratt. He
1: is not. He's a. He's a weird person. What way? Like he's like F tier of all the Chris's. Like Chris <laughs> Evans, Chris Pine chris hemsworth
0: chris oh chris pine is at the top come on
1: yeah 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 chris Evans and chris pine are a double s tier
0: chris evans up there too
1: yeah he's done no wrong
0: like i said you you never know a celebrity
1: from all of okay so what about chris pine chris pine is just like i just like chris
0: pine i like his vibe you know agony he has really good fashion now and that's a big part of it He's also oh, always moisturizing now, and his, his face looks like a glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Good for him. I know, it's, he's, it's uh, uh, good. He's
1: slugging. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you don't know what slugging is? I actually, I do. <laughs> you don't, I get it.
1: You, you know what slugging is? Yes. Will you put, like, Vaseline all over your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I have been kind of on a Chris Pratt kick, because I watched all of the Jurassic World movies because I love Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I said that was my favorite movie as at the start. Like, the first Jurassic World movie is really amazing. It's, like, actually really good. And then following in the trend of all of the Jurassic Park movies, it just goes downhill from there. I love a dinosaur auction in a basement of a mansion. What can I say?
0: You anyway. Like, wait, do you like Parks and Rec?
1: I do, because that's when he was, like, still okay. And then he
0: had a, then he had a child with either autism or down syndrome and he kind of ditched the child with his first wife and then left. oh yeah and now he's like really like anti-vaxxer type energy. So, is he literally anti-vax? i don't know i just hate all of his posts about his wife like he's like and then they had a kid together and he was acting like that was his first kid. <gasps> no like he does not talk about that's him, like, weird. Mother,
1: yeah. um, but i do like him in parks and rec. that was before his
0: downfall. agony. do you think he's better in this one than a jurassic park 3? <laughs> jurassic world 3 that we saw last summer?
1: He didn't really do anything in Jurassic I remember, World yeah. Movie. He just was kind of like a guy who rode a motorcycle. That's yeah. it.
0: I uh, felt that way about this movie. Like, there were... It, if you compare yeah, this movie to the first Guardians of the Galaxy, it's so much more coherent. Like, the first one is so much more coherent about, like, setting up, I don't know, uh, emotional, like, plots. And... Uh, this movie has to manage so many different characters and, like, evaluate yeah. all of them and figure out what they need. It doesn't even give them what they need. Like, uh, Chris Pratt, his character, he has this problem that's brought up in this movie that's also, like, a criticism of him in all of the other movies, which is that he's constantly, like, trying to run away from his problems by uh, seeking, yeah. like, absolution through, other women, through like, women, you know? Um
1: Yeah, he's like pining after Gamora, who has lost memory, so doesn't remember that. But they they weren't even in
0: love. That's the thing. In the original, I think he was obsessed with her. In the second one, and she kind of liked him, you know. Oh, remember? I don't even know what Cheers is. You remember that line?
1: I mean, she didn't. She does. She doesn't. He's like obsessed. Why would she? She's an alien. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. That's a good point. That's good criticism
0: but the the ending is not a resolution to that cuz he doesn't he he just ends up like being like i can't keep doing this i have to go back and like see my family but that doesn't resolve yeah. the fact that he's constantly seeking validation through other people there's no there's nothing to indicate that he's not still like doing that you know
1: i mean he's a very flawed individual that's like very clear from the beginning but he if this is the finale he really hasn't learned much and honestly, he started off as, like, the town drunk, I guess. I wish they kept then, more um, like,
0: about that, the and alcoholism. Then,
1: yeah, and then immediately, like, recovered and was, like, in the battlefield. I'm like, that is, if you're, like, if he was supposed to be an alcoholic, that's a little... Yeah,
0: like, where's the shots of him, like, ha- like drinking out of a flask right before a battle and, like, missing, sh- right. you know? Like, it seemed like it was something that got left behind. yeah.
1: I mean, it is, like, semi for kids, so I don't know if they would want to include that, but they included it in the beginning, I'm so, so
0: surprised that this movie is PG-13. It should be R. I agree.
1: Except they don't really do ratings anymore. Like, Letterboxd, which is my main platform for, like, looking up movies, they... I mean, they're based out of New Zealand, so that makes sense. But, like, the rating system was, has, is, like, very recent, and, like, a lot of things aren't really using it anymore... Because it doesn't really tell me much. Like, a movie could be perfectly fine and have, like, a couple F-words. And it could be rated PG-13. And I'd be like, I'd show that to my yeah, kid. Yeah,
0: it's really, like, I don't know. I could see this movie being very traumatizing for children. Yeah! I was so surprised oh hearing, God. like, the children in my packed theater on Memorial Day, like, like, saying shit throughout the movie. Not because I was, like, yeah. upset by that, because I kind of don't, don't mind. Um, but because I was, like, so you think the guy, you think the, like, the space, the space station that looks like a butthole is, like, funny, but then also there's all these shots of, like, child animals being tortured and, like, experimented on and, like, kept in, I don't know, and, like, (laughs) shooting, they get shot and then one of the the little baby animals picks up a gun and shoots their dad, like, (laughs) yeah, dude, it's so dark.
1: It's so dark. I actually
0: liked the, like, crazy, uh, schlocky, I don't know, like, uh, 70s sci-fi stuff that was happening in this. It was very silly.
1: I liked it. Like, all things considered, I, again, I really liked this movie. And it, it, most people did. It has an average 4.2 out of 5, which is really high. And I think it's because it's, people have that sentimental, like, tie with Guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> I hate saying Guardians cuz I feel like that means I'm a fan. I might be a fan of this, but not Marvel. Anyway, I it doesn't have a lot of substance. I did cry like sob crying. Like I had to like control my cr- like once it can- once the tears started, there was no stopping.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. But maybe it- yeah, and like those parts I felt were good. It just overall, I don't know, it it had a lot to do and I don't think that it like fully thought through itself.
1: Yeah. For me. I mean, yeah. For
0: me. Um, but I don't I don't begrudge people who didn't like it or yeah. who did like it. The movie
1: is or sorry, the music in it is really great. I loved the music. D- they played Creep in it, which I was a little I laughed. Ooh. I'm a creep for like a week after seeing this movie I was just singing that and I hate that song I hate it
0: I I have I'm a question no for you either. what did you think about the Florence and the Machine out like and I end party it. song?
1: I really like I love that song I love that and song too but I, I also
0: think like maybe it's not a good ending song for this movie like if you listen to the, the dog words days are over it's like Days
1: are alive, but days are but it's really the verse. Can you hear my heart? The horse <laughs> "I'll get there." niggas <laughs> we're run fast from your mother, fast from your father. That part. Run for your sister, children, sister
0: wrist. and your brother. you love. Your love, love and... behind? You can't carry him with you if you want to survive. Oh no! Well, like the, <laughs> oh wait! Like if you listen to the intro verse, like <laughs> here, let's go on Genius.com real quick.
1: Oh my so, lord! Let's look at the because I was listening
0: to the lyrics and I was like this is really dark with this story it's like previously like things were okay and now like it's impossible to live the life that you once lived before uh and so now you have to just like be constantly running your entire life and like maybe that's exciting but it's also sad and I think that's a great song but maybe it's not a good ending song for the end of this trilogy right it's like they're like dancing and having like, a dance party to it and i'm like
1: this particular lyric i'm confused about because also i thought it was run from your mother and your father, no. but it's run for them yeah but it says leave and all your love and your longing behind you can't carry with a- with you if you want to survive what is that like leave all your love and your longing behind i guess i guess i think they're combining those like love and longing mm-hmm Cause it is saying run for your mother, run for your father, run for your children, like go to these people that you love. But like, leave all this like otherworldly longing you
0: can't carry behind. Because like to survive, to
1: survive, yeah. to survive, you should stick with like your family, basically. Cause like Guardians is a lot about family, and a little bit we talked about. So Guardians is like the first like ensemble comedy. Thing with like this music and now every Marvel thing, which is what, which okay, let me finish this. Every Marvel thing now is kind of like reverse engineering that trope and like putting it into every single film, which is why all of the Marvel films look and sound the same. And I think they're trying to vary that up a little bit, but using different directors like Sam Raimi, that one was a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, but I think the key, like, which is why that trope has gotten stale and like why i wasn't really looking forward to seeing this movie like when i think about it in my brain i'm like ugh i don't want to go see a marvel movie because i already know what it, i'm gonna experience i don't know how i got to that
0: no i agree but with i you. wanted
1: to mention it i wanted to mention it before we like wrapped
0: up that that was the feeling that i got um after watching the the um dungeons and dragons movie this year uh which I don't want to, like, start the conversation about necessarily, but we could have a quick one. Just, like, I think all of the, the like, failed Marvel movies have really revealed the facade of it all for me, and I yeah I don't find that, I don't find, like, the, the simple adventure film super enjoyable anymore for that reason. Like, it's it's like the Marvel has, like, sucked all of the joy out of that for me. And I, yeah. I feel kind of sad about that.
1: Which is why I was, like, excited to see a movie like the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yeah. Because it it felt like something fresh while still keeping like those witty elements that I kind of love, like that were in the original Guardians. Anyway, I'm still looking at the the uh, genius lyrics Me too. have
0: you heard the look at the two verses, right?
1: Happiness hit her like a train on a track. So it's like happiness is like typically like like happiness is a bad thing here.
0: Yeah, it's it's like killing her. Uh, She hid around corners from it. She hid under beds. Or like it's like a she killed it with kisses and from it she fled. Uh, with everybody bu- oh, so she's okay, like so drinking to keep away the, the happiness you know
1: or she like ha- tried to chase this certain type of happiness too much mm. that it became nothing and she had to like go at- back to like the roots of family or and, like I'm just trying to see it through Peter Quill's yeah. perspective Valley, in which he like uh, kind of like he was running towards what he he was a kid when he was first entered space and so he, like, his entire life he's been chasing things to just give him, like, short validation. Yeah, that's and, true. And, like, short happiness. And now it's, like, the dog days are over. Like, they're, you know?
0: The, the days you, of you love gotta, and longing. You gotta go
1: back. Like, the days of love and longing. Love in the, like, lust sense, I
0: think. Yeah.
1: Not love in, like, a, in a true uh, love sense. I don't know. I wonder. Happiness hit her like a bullet in the back yeah maybe that's what I get from it I could see it being like a decent also it's a great needle drop
0: I agree with you (laughs) I don't know
1: it was fun like I was like dancing in my seat I was I don't know while crying tears were running down my face oh also something that I should mention I saw this movie in like 4DX what? so like the chair like no
0: come on really? moments yeah they're still doing that?
1: yeah well, it was either that or three D, and I was like, "There's no way I'm seeing this in three D." So I, I got the, like the chairs that like they vibrate when there is like something sh- scary happens. Also, they tilt you, so like all those shots of like flying through, they tilted you, so you were kind of like in a simulation. It was pretty cool. Maybe that added to me liking it, but I don't know. It was a fun experience.
0: That's that's great. Um, I saw a movie in IMAX last night, and I was like, "Wow, that's a big screen."
1: Would you see Spider Verse? Yeah, oh yeah, It was good. I need to see that. Okay, wait. Are we ready to wrap up?
0: Yeah. So what do you also? Okay, sorry. Maybe we should just have like a mini podcast later to just analyze the Florence and the Machine. The dog days are over because I, I have new thoughts. But uh, what do you? What would you rate this film?
1: Wait. No, share your thoughts because. So
0: when when they when she says "Run fast for your mother. Run fast for your father," uh, mm-hmm. she's not saying run towards them, but but run for be, them you like? know for them right because like because of them in in some way in service of them right mm. leave all and that pairs with leave all your love and your longing behind right you're you no longer can be longing right like it's it's because you're you're in pursuit you know or you're or you're running away right like yeah it does it's like a fearful song to me
1: well i think it's it could be both. cuz like peter Quirrell saw those people as family his like his crew, the guardians as right. family even though he's going back to Earth to see his grandfather, it's not really family to him. Like, he doesn't know him that well. It's been, like, 30 years or something, right? So run for the... Because his friends were urging him. Like, they kept tra- yeah. having trying to, like, have these conversations with him throughout the movie to, like, you need to, you need to sort out your own thing because what you're doing right now is not okay. And mm. so he's not... I think in my head I was thinking run... Mother and father back on Earth. But I think what that's really saying is his family with the Guardians.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. What is the happiness that hit her?
1: Happiness hit her. I just guess, like, child-like freedom, almost, in space, as, like, a 20-year-old. Or I guess he was, like, 30 in the first
0: film. He's, like, running from this joy... This his whole life though, right? He's like constantly distracting himself from, from what like he could actually be through like projecting the solution to his problems onto like money or uh, like uh, women or alcohol, right? Yeah. That's like that's something that I really see in his character.
1: Because he was yeah. with when he first got picked up he was with the I don't what do you call them Ravagers or something where they like stole things from people basically and sold them for money
0: yeah exactly so that's yeah. how
1: he was raised yeah
0: yeah hmm. uh, anyway it's it's an interesting song and i think I, I feel like there's a lot more to say like to understand about this film but i also yeah. i want to know what's what's your rating what, what would you give it don't change oh, it because i because i don't change you it. Don't wanna you don't
1: want to know you don't want to know guess
0: you gave it a four out of five
1: I gave it
0: a four and a half out of
1: five. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, wow.
1: It probably would go down now, but I rated it right after I saw it, so. Yeah. Let me guess, let me guess what you gave it. Three? No, two. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, like, I, I kind of regret seeing this movie. What? Like, like, I, it, I kind of felt like it was like a, you know, killed the afternoon, you know?
1: yeah. Oh, not, I do remember not in the text way that it was that. like
0: emotionally impactful on me. Even right. just like I wish I'd gone and seen a different movie. You know, like it, I didn't feel like I. It just felt uh, hollow and uh, there's something about seeing other people happy that makes me really sad. You know.
1: Okay. I'm All joking.
0: right. <laughs> anyway. Cut that um, out. Cut that one out. No,
1: I won't. I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> um. Anyway, that is our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, I think it might might still be in theaters. It's probably going to come to like probably going to come to Disney Plus soon or something. Um, But we're going to quickly wrap up with reviews. Oh yeah. Not reviews. Recommendations. With the recommendations. And what are you going to recommend? Okay, I'm going first. I don't know. I I mean. Y'all know how, at this point how much I love Cocaine Bear, but I think I'm going to switch it up with a TV show. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jury Duty. I yes. know everyone's talking about it. I know everyone loves it, but it is really fun. It's like, if you don't know what it's about, it's like a real-life Truman show where there's one guy who is on a jury, like a jury jury, and everyone else is actors. It has my fave James Marsden. I love him so much. What are you, What is that?
0: What you, no way yeah what? have you that's, all seen it that's so unethical i've never heard about this before
1: oh my god no there's like he he had like ptsc from it he i'm sure think, he kept wondering if like people were who like, were like he still actors game? Yeah, yeah yeah and like sure. he had to that's call so up unethical. like james martian and be like be like hey i keep thinking that like i 'm in the simulation, and James had to be like no you 're good you're good, but he 's like pretty famous now he 's like gone on most talk shows because of how crazy, but it 's a really fun watch. You should watch it, Max. It is on amazon prime
0: maybe so i 'll watch it tonight. I am watching the last episode of Better Call Saul tonight a uh, oh, word yeah it 's really a oh,
1: word, I feel it's... like I 'm getting Jesse Vibes right now, yo Mr. White. <laughs>
0: he's in he's in the ending of the show he's at the end of it sorry
1: yeah um i can't do a good accent
0: it's a great show it's a really good show and i've been thinking about it a lot uh i think like the way that anyway i would recommend that show that didn't come out this year that's just i'm watching that and then i'm gonna watch jury duty um Uh but the movie i would recommend from this year is Bo is afraid by ari aster i thought that movie was
1: smile just sank to the floor and it's melting and it's actually like corroding the carpet and it's going through the bottom and it's going into the soil and a dead tree is just gonna grow out
0: yeah that's a very ari aster thing to say
1: dang whoa whoa that's the okay i hate ari aster as we know he's made two good movies
0: The only two movies he's made are good.
1: No. I think his first movie is just... Don't look it up. You don't want to know what it's about. It's a psychological horror film. It's literally going to screw you up. All I know from the movie is that there's a penis monster.
0: About Bo is Afraid?
1: Yeah. It's a great film. Nick's roommate Joseph told me about it. And, uh, anyway. Yeah, you can like it. It's whatever.
0: It's like... (laughs) I know I can like it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I the way i would describe it is like if you you know if you had an anxiety dream where like it's not like supernatural it's just like the worst possible thing just keeps happening uh over and over again for like a, a weirdly prolonged like multi-phase dream um that's what the movie is cool and it stars joaquin phoenix i would highly
1: um, Unrecommend that movie but just you know so you whoever, you like more, whoever you like more whoever you like more go see it or don't see it actually and on my side or max's side
0: i need to say first that um it's not a recommendation for everybody it's a horror film and it's really disturbing unless you're like open to that uh i would not watch it it's not incredibly gory actually. But I would say it's, it's more disturbing than, like, Get Out, for example. It's about on par with, like, the movie Us, but okay. in, a, in a totally different way. Like, Us is kind of like a, a traditional horror film, and this is a very psychological horror film. Sure. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I've liked pretty much all of Ari Aster's movies that he's published in theaters. So uh, yeah, I I would say watch this if you're interested in a psychological horror film that's also like kind of comedic uh, as well and like has some good acting in it. Patty Lupone is in it, and what? She, she she's great. She really. Only it shows has up. like
1: Parker Posey and everything. So here's my little one sentence spiel, or my one sentence critique of the film and Ari Aster.
0: You and haven't seen the film.
1: And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Once you give a like film school raised male director, not to make it gendered, but it is creative, yeah, it is. total creative yeah, right. freedom, total creative freedom, they will make a shit movie. Like everyone signed on to do this movie after Midsummer, after Hereditary, because they loved what Ari Aster could do. But, but when there's no checks and balances. And you got Joaquin Phoenix, you got Parker Posey, you got Patty Lapone, you got literally everyone under the sun in this movie. You could just tell. It's just too much. Anyway, that's my, that's my one critique. I just think there needs to be checks and balances with every director, specifically every male director who went to film school or began making films when they were really young. Yeah. Any male film director. That's I will awesome.
0: say, this movie is the most overindulgent film Ari Aster has ever made. Yep. Um so it happened you have with right. Babylon. That's You're my entirely... that's my
1: second example.
0: Bella, your theory is entirely one hundred percent correct and I have to say that's true. But I actually really liked this movie, so that's fine. Sure.
1: Yeah. And again I haven't seen it. I'm just talking out of my ass. And
0: also everybody I saw it with hated it. So that's 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 another there you point. Go. But with so, that said with that said.
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you can, um, can support us, I guess, by... If you want to be a part of the Dillweed Society, go to apply.dillweedsociety.com and you can apply to become associate. We're kind of going to start posting again on our Instagram, which is Dillweed Society. Yeah, you can find all our resources on Dillweed Society.com or email us if you're interested in anything, if you want to be on the pod, if you want to hear us talk about something, blah, 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 blah. Society at gmail.com and we will catch you guys when,
0: whenever whenever we see you. We'll catch you on what? the next episode. What? 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 Error. what? Error. what? Error.